Thank you, choir. So, meet Nate Shelley. Now, Nate is the Judas Iscariot of the Ted Lasso story. Nate is the first person in the show to feel the transformative power of the Lasso way. He is, he is the lowly kit manager. So he's kind of like the team helper that, that is bullied by the team. He is constantly bullied by the team. And he can't even believe that Ted, on Ted's first day as coach, even remembers his name. And as the first season progresses, progresses Ted notices that Nate is a fount of soccer knowledge. He knows soccer, and he promotes Nate to assistant coach. Grace is amazing. And you got to know that we, we are going to sing that today. We, we have to sing that today. Grace is amazing. It is forgiveness, even when we don't deserve it. Even when we have attempted to hurt someone, when we've been at our worst, grace, we're offered grace. Now, as an assistant coach, Nate obsesses over perceived slights. He remembers everything that was done to him, all the ways that he was bullied when he was but a lowly kit manager. And here's the thing. He looks for opportunities for payback. And as this is all too common, those who were bullied turn into bullies themselves. And you kind of would think that it wouldn't be like that, but you'd be wrong. People who have been bullied often see that their bullies had power. And they crave power, some, self, some ability to control their lives, and they crave that for themselves. And so the bullies then turn into bullies, but here's the thing, they, they don't see it in themselves. A lot of times they'll, they'll fancy themselves as leaders who will say and do the things that others won't, and they look for opportunities to, to wreak havoc and chaos. And that's Nate. Even when given friendship and opportunity, Nate responds by betraying Ted and doing whatever he can to hurt him, all the while feeling justified in his actions because of the anger that's taken root in his heart. Don't pay back any, anyone with their evil actions with evil actions, but show respect for what everyone else believes is good. If possible, to the best of your ability, live at peace with all people. Don't try to get revenge for yourself, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. It is written, revenge belongs to me. I will pay it back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. By doing this, you will pile burning coals of fire upon his head. Don't be defeated by evil, but defeat evil with good. After his betrayal, 
Nate's anger metastasizes. His quest to hurt Ted, it affects Nate physically. He, he turns gray. His health is affected. And you can even see the actor does such a great job. His face even carries the resentment that he feels. And he desperately wants the people around him to see him as powerful and in control as the light in him, as it dims. And the truth is that Nate does hurt Ted. Nate's betrayal pl um, plays at Ted's feelings of inadequacy and his anxiety. And still, and still, Ted does not attempt to get revenge. He treats Nate with dignity and grace. And we call that taking the high road. It's not easy. And Ted, Ted's not perfect. He's an extreme people pleaser. He wants the people around him to feel good. And he goes back to that default setting because that's who he is after every stumble and every breakdown that he has. And ultimately, the day, though, comes where the two confront each other. Everything okay? Yes, Ted. Everything is okay. What is it? Hmm? What'd I do? What are you talking about? Oh, come on, man. You're mad as hell. I just want to know why. Huh? What have I got to learn here? You want to know what you did? Yeah, please. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what you did. You made me feel like I was the most important person in the whole world. And then you abandoned me. Like you switched out of life, just like that. And I, I worked my ass off trying to get your attention back to prove myself to you, to make you like me again. But the more, the more I did, the less you cared. It's like I was invisible. I haven't even got the, the photo I gave you for Christmas up in your office, just a picture of dumb Americans. And now you're gonna play Nate's false nine so when the team, which they will, okay, you can blame it on me, well no. Everybody loves you. The great Ted Lasso, well, I, I think you're a f***ing joke. Without me, you wouldn't want a single match and they would have shipped your ass back to Kansas where you're along with your, with your son. Because you, you sure as hell don't belong here. But I do. I belong here. This, di this didn't just fall into my lap, right? I, I earned this. I know you didn't, Nate. And if I didn't tell you how important you were to me enough, I'm sorry about that. No, no, you're not. You're full of sh you, Ted. Nate shares his truth. He shares his perspective. And then he goes right back on his quest to hurt Ted. Taking the high road not seeking revenge.
or getting the last word in. It's hard. It doesn't feel good. And so all the scripture in Romans 12, the one that you just heard, all it gives you is that it says, well, maybe it might hurt your enemy more, which frankly isn't much of a plus because even if you hope that that's the case, there's no sense of victory. It's all just more hurt. So again and again, those who follow Christ's way are told this. Therefore, as God's choice, holy and loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be tolerant with each other. And if someone has a complaint against anyone, forgive each other. As the Lord forgave you, so also forgive each other. You know that last line, as the Lord forgave you, so also forgive each other? I say that at almost every single wedding I've ever done. Because if you're going to stay married, you're going to have to figure that one out. Forgiveness is the only way for healing to happen. It's letting go of the anger and the desire for revenge. It's not letting someone else's hate and evil intent poison your own soul. At the 830 service today, somebody said, it's like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to, be, to, uh, to, to die from it. Don't let that happen to you. Forgive just as for God has forgiven you. This is basic to what faith in Jesus' way is about. Now, ultimately, Nate's anger, his anger causes him to break into Ted's office. And you know that, that believe sign, the yellow believe sign? That, I, don't, I don't know if it's still on front here. It's still there. So Nate comes in, and he takes it, and he tears it up. He leaves it. The whole thing is caught on video. And when Ted's team sees the video, it both enrages them and inspires them to go out to beat Nate's, um, uh, the team that Nate's going to coach. But it doesn't bring any sense of grace, though. In fact, it leads the, Tim into the, temp the team into the temptation of facing the true enemy. The temptation to give in to hatred and bitterness, and revenge. But the truth is, is that God's Spirit, no matter what happens, God's Spirit is never done with any of us. We are always works in progress. And there was more to that security video of Nate breaking in than just Nate's tearing up the sign. Take a look. Uh, no, no, I'm, no, you've already seen it. I just don't know if you watched the whole thing. Look, 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 look. All right. So look, after we came in, Nate had to hide under my desk here for like three whole hours while we were all hooping and hollering and celebrating all around him. <laughs> then, once we all split, he thought he was going to be clear. Boom. Cleaning crew shows up. Oh, man. That's another two hours under that desk. Yeah. Well, after they leave, he crawls out, 
His legs just gotta be jelly. Barely stand up. Look at this. He goes to check the doors, but they're all locked. <laughs> oh man, that son of a gun. Gotta climb out the window here just to get out of the building. <sighs> you know, I don't know about you, coach, but I hope that either all of us or none of us are judged by the actions of our weakest moments, but rather by the strength we show when and if we're ever given a second chance. All right, have fun tonight, coach. Uh, and we rely on each other. Uh -huh. Oh my God. Yeah, kill me. Ted and I met playing college football. He was a backup punter, I was a backup kicker. We never got in the game, but we spent a lot of time together jogging, doing box jumps. After school, we went our separate ways. He was dating Michelle, got into coaching, and I got into prison. When I got paroled, I had no money. Family didn't want me, I had nowhere to go. So I looked up Ted. He took me in, fed me, let me crash on his couch. And in return, I stole his car. I didn't get far. And I would have gone straight back to prison if Ted didn't come down there and convince those cops that he gave me the car. Just like in Les Mis? Our story is very similar to Les Mis, yes. You went to prison? Yes, for stealing a loaf of meth. And then I stole from my friend. Who forgave me. And gave me a job. And a life. So to honor that, I forgive you. I offer you a job. The life part's up to you. Thank you. You sure you don't want a head for me? I think it might make us feel better. Monday, 10 a.m. I hope that either all of us or none of us are judged by the actions of our weakest moments, but rather by the strength that we show when and if we're ever given a second chance. God calls us, God calls us to give second chances and thirds and fourths and however many it takes, 490, 
however many it takes to claim the strength to take the high road, to forgive as freely as you have been forgiven. This is the good news. This is the grace that we forgive others as we have been forgiven. That is God's way. And that's the way that leads to peace. This is the way that leads to healing. This is the grace and that I proclaim to you now and will continue to proclaim it until Christ comes again. Because grace, it's amazing. Will you stand now and sing out that truth? Please rise.